welcome back to In the Back Room with Audrey K. I'm Audrey. And I'm Andrea. And some time's gone by, and we're happy to be in the hot seat. <laughs> we're back, tea in hand. In the back room, yep. I have to take a moment, shout out to my bad bitches, and uh, more What? So- okay, hold on, hold on. They are my bad bitches because I am drinking bad bitch tea. And this is a new tea brand we brought into the only tea brand we have in the shop because they also have the Bad Bitch mug. And this is, uh, wait for it, guys, the Spice Girls blend. So it's their take on a lovely chai tea leaf blend with the added um, dose of chaga. So a nice little antioxidant for my body. And um, it is delicious and uh, it's good stuff man we have the for this the, spice girl i'm really digging well, this spice. You, you are truly <laughs> a, a spice, a spice girl, girl. Truly. Spice girl for life <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we yeah we had the vixen and we're like give us something new they're like how about some spice girl and andrea nearly passed out i you know yeah the hero. i caught her she didn't hit the ground it was all good and then when she came to she's like yes give me some of that bitch tea i tell you what i want what i really want so tell me what so, you want what you really want i want i want i want i want i really really, really want is bad bitch tea what Oh, my God. Dude, if you guys can see me right now, I'm kind of, like, tripping out. That was – you guys are applauding, right? You should be wherever you're at. You should Drop that laundry load and applaud, people. <laughs> that um, I know every word to want to be and many more Spice I know, but you also. ended it perfectly. So that is not a that is not a shameless plug. That is the no. truth. We're just drinking it. We have no sponsors, but if you'd like to be a sponsor, <laughs> you may contact us through our email. At AudreyKBoutique at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> Because we're bad bitches and we're here to talk about perfectionism and how overrated it is. Perfectionism more so in this social yes. media platform. Yes. So we're talking <clears throat> about um, the shift in all the best ways from that perfect filter influencer post on whether Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. But truly, I think it's TikTok as uh, the new social media platform that's embracing more of this, what I like to call beautiful mess. Um, because well, realism. Yeah, it's, well, humans are messy. We are meant to be emotional, messy beings. Well, no, we're not meant to be. We are those. We just want to think we're a little bit well, more. Well, you know, coherent. you don't, people don't want others to know that you're not all together, that you're not polished. So you put on a persona and or a filter to kind of whitewash all that realism. But the truth of the matter, let's let's just dive into the preach, truth girl, preach. of the matter. What is the center? We all got shit to deal with. Yeah. And there is nobody on the planet that has their all their shit together. No one. Yeah. No one has the perfect marriage. No one has the perfect relationship, the perfect job, the perfect family. It doesn't exist. It just doesn't. Perfect we wake up one day, we put our feet in the floor, and we're like, we're going to have a great day. And then something happens. So, you know, I love that people – I feel like you can witness and be a better influencer by telling the truth and wake up and be like, this happened to me today – and it really rocked my world, and I don't know how to handle it, and I'm really kind of shooken up. Yeah. And be truthful with one another, because I think that has more of a relatability to somebody being like, I'm perfect. Well, you're not, and I can't relate to you because I know I'm not perfect, and I have issues, and I have uh, things that are going on with me, and so I yeah. feel like you can do so much more good in the world, especially women speaking to women, women influencing women, us helping each other out, building each other up, lifting each other up, supporting and encouraging. Tell the truth. Well, yeah. I mean, it it, it also comes down to us embracing our vulnerability. Well, I knew you were going to say yeah. that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was like, if she says shame, I'm going to be like, that's what I no, was going to say. Well, there's shame, but also the vulnerability, I feel like, is the powerful light that shines upon the very dark black room that is shame. You know, um, Brene Brown, of course, my um, goddess on the daily basis, um, once said that um, it there's actually there's data behind it that shame cannot thrive and continue to live when you bring in the light of honesty and vulnerability. It just it can't well, it, it gets suffocated in that. And it also gets suffocated in 
camaraderie. Like if you feel like you oh, are truth. not the only, like shame wants you to feel alone, wants you to feel like you're the only person going through this. And unfortunately, social media, the way it's set up as this scrolling device, as this disconnect, the isolation is just so easy to crawl in, into your phone, into your head, into your heart, and just continue its cancerous journey throughout all of it and just really well, try to poison you. Yeah, it's toxic and it's and it's uh, crippling. But light and darkness cannot live in the same space. No. You can't go into a dark room and turn on the light and expect the darkness to remain dark. Yeah. So you always have to remember that if you're in that dark space, you need to turn on the light. Well, and the people who, you know, are striving for perfectionism because, I mean, you know, and I know you can relate to this, Audrey. This is something that you and I connect with because we're both forms of perfectionist. And, um, you know, that term I feel like is very much trying to redefine itself in this new post-quarantine culture. Um, that's been kind of my new phrase. I, I kept using post-pandemic, but we're still in this pandemic. So what I like to use is post-quarantine because we're no longer quarantined in our homes um, on a mandate, you know, uh, of course, to everyone's own comfortability of their journey through this pandemic. But that's my new phrase of coming out of this quarantine after a couple years is what we're trying to figure out what speaks to us. And I think that it has to do with a lot of honesty and vulnerability. And if you're striving for perfectionism, it's more so maybe you're striving for a certain standard of excellence. And again, this is taken from Brene just this morning when I was listening to an episode of striving for a standard of beauty and excellence. And I kind, I really love that the two can work together. I feel like that that phrasing more so like I'm a perfectionist and my name is Andrea is more so like I'm my name is Andrea and I have a high standard of excellence and beauty and I feel like that leaves room for me to make mistakes that leaves room for me to make mistakes and then learn from the beauty of failing or making a mistake and then becoming a more excellent version of myself well, that's how you become a better person is yeah is learning from your mistakes and willing to admit that when you do make a mistake that it's okay and not to be so hard on yourself because who are you who are you trying to impress and who are what are you trying to prove are you if you're trying to improve or um, i'm sorry if you're trying to impress a people in the room that you it's it's a void it's not obtainable because personally for me, starting this business, trying to sell everything that everybody wanted, and I would get offended when someone would come in and like, you don't carry this. And yeah, this. you don't carry this kind of style. I'm like, well, no. And they're like, oh, well. And then it was like, oh, my God, I got I got to sell pinup now. I, you know, I got to, you know, that's what they want. Or now they want 40s. And now they want 80s. And now they want 70s. And it's like, now I we need all the denim. Uh, now we need all the shorts. Now we need all the laundry. I can't. I, you know what? Yeah. You, you, just, you just can't. You can't please everybody all the time. And everybody knows that phrase. But I, for me personally, I got caught up in that as a business owner being like, I, I got to sell what people want and then i lost myself in the process of being like well now this store is not e it's not me because it's full of what 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 other suggestions have been giving to me and the suggestions and i and i understand that the suggestions were made in love mm -hmm. um but unless you're on the day-to-day -day basis of living here you don't really you really can't give me advice on a business that you don't know anything about and i know that sounds really crappy but we do have people that you know, that come in and, and they're like, oh, you should try doing this. And I understand that they're coming from a good place, mm -hmm. but I just, I, you just take it as thank you very much. And then I have to realize that I can't please everybody and I can only do so much. And so you have to stick with your convictions and follow your heart. But as far as trying to please a large group of people um, or, and not disappoint, point family because you're supposed to have this kind of lifestyle or whatever dude it, it you're a cat 
chasing your tail. It's it's a circle of never-ending happiness, unhappiness because you're just never going to catch that tail. Well, and you talking about your business and when you first opened it and wanting to, okay, I should bring this in or this person, you know, all these um, rolling suggestions of what the store should carry and what it should be, I think is a perfect metaphor for a person. You know, it's everybody, especially, and what I mean by this is that, like, oh, I know where you're on, 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 She's good. Isn't she good? She, <laughs> she takes my messy thoughts and makes them really pretty and makes sense. I like metaphors. Uh, the, you know, it's the writer in me and also just what the I Andrea love in me. just take my messy thoughts and make them sound really nice. Well, so fix what I just. No, no, because I'm, I, you know, and this happens a lot in our heart to hearts is that, like, I'm, I'm listening to what Audrey's saying and then I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I'm like that. That's really sound wisdom. And truly, you can swap out business in her whole spiel she just told you and put myself. Because in social media, pretty much in the way that it is now, yourself is the business, is the brand. Whether you're doing it to monetize it and actually get some sort of funds back or you're selling or you're sponsored ads or you're just... Even the private accounts, because I, you know, for the longest time had a private a private account, and but even then, like I had a certain um, identity brand that I was um, telling in a picturesque story through my feed, whether in 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 my control whether I wanted that to be a positive thing, the negative thing, the hard thing, but like everybody has themselves out on display, and everyone the comment thread works much like customers walking in through the door. Someone's coming in with a suggestion being like, oh, do you carry this? Someone's in the comment thread saying, oh, do you wear this? Or maybe, or, or do, do you, you know want this person? Yeah, or do you want, oh, yeah. have you gone to this restaurant or have you gone to this place? Or like, have you heard of this show and da da this? And a lot of it comes from wanting to have like a really nice like discord, like a dialogue with other people and connect the way social media, when it was first conceived, wanted us to connect. But then it very much like I think it like was that snowball effect where it grew, 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 grew. And well, wanting acceptance. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and wanting and, to well, and being a people pleaser. Well, it, it social media has a way of really um, messing with your identity, beliefs, principles. And that's why when you were talking about like you follow your gut, you what what works for me? And then you look around, you're like, I don't see me in this store anymore. That could be someone who has an Instagram account or a TikTok account and go looking through all their posts and go, I don't see me. Like, where, where, where am I in this? Because there's too much of the beauty apps and the Facetune. Would you agree? Would you agree, Andrea, that it's peer pressure? It's a different form of peer pressure. It's, yes, it's a it's a different form, especially if you're if we if you have to figure out like what age bracket we're also talking about. But I think well, even, that's a whole nother yeah. But uh, I that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, well, and I think though, like there is some similarities whether you're talking to a a fourteen year old um, person or someone who is thirty six or someone who is sixty. I think they all we're 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 all susceptible to peer pressure and I think the pressure though really comes from within ourselves I think especially on social media because social media again it's it has a weird form of feeling like you're in a room but you're really alone and so I think the the peer pressure is just you're surrounded by people but you're truly alone and not feeling a connection with anybody in that room so we started out discussing how it's changing and yeah. how we're happy that it's changing. So during the pandemic, we were all stuck to some type of mobile device. You're either watching... Our window to the world as yes. we were stuck at home. Yes, we were, we were on our phones doing all types of social media or we were filling our minds and souls with types of uh, television programs, movies. Books, delicious... Yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, takeout food or Uber Eats, DoorDash, what, whatever your <laughs> whatever your channel of delivery service. Whatever, was. what, what, <laughs> however we could cope and make our feel make ourselves feel better. So, I think we kind of got deeper stuck in the perfectionism and watching people 
really perform and perfect. Let's just talk about TikTok. Can we just talk yeah, about TikTok yeah, for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were really, really working hard mm. on perfecting these beautiful TikTok-like dance routine videos. Choreographed. Yeah the stitches the split screen the stop motion and i was like these are like mini movies like, these, are, these are like producers this is yeah. like hollywood on a small scale that everyone's like figuring out i was too busy trying to keep my business afloat i wasn't sitting around trying to figure out tiktok which let's 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 even let's even take a step back i know you know what i'm going to say so pre-pandemic we're Andre and I are sticking and moving, doing our thing. You know, we're getting in Instagram. We got we boop, got two boop, stores. Boop. Yeah, we got two stores. We're you know got a staff. We're yeah. doing Dapper Day twice a year. These huge productions. We're yes. busy, busy people. Cute, young, sweet. Now this is now this yeah. is the opposite of what I was saying earlier, where someone gives you a suggestion and it's like, girl, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. so busy. Yeah. But she was really sweet and she's like. You guys should start a TikTok. And I was like. You would do so well. She really was like, everything you have And here. she was really genuine because yeah. she was in love with the yes. She's And I was like, what's a tickety talk? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's the 50-year-old big one. What's a tickety talk? And she's like, look at this. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're beautiful. And this is really fun content. She goes, you should download the app. You should. You, you guys would be so fun. You would get a lot of followers. I can even help you. I'm an influencer. I'll do it for free. She was super, super sweet. Andre and I looked at each other and said, girl, we got time for that. <laughs> well, we both had like, we looked at we had we looked at each other in those silent tired eyes gaze and we were just like uh-uh and Who's I'm, mind you time for the tickety talk <laughs> well and again two stores henry was still like i don't know like six months old i mean all yeah that's besides the fact but you and i our plates were like just yeah. jam-packed full life full life yes. and then during the pandemic i'm like Andre, remember that TikTok that people, I'm like, look at it now. Oh, I was like, like I just spent three hours on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe we need to do this. But then I was intimidated because the perfection that people were yeah. tossing out on, I was like, holy crap. Time so, at home. Like, it was an activity to do, and everyone yes. flooded to it. But what happened is that people had so much time, they were they were pumping out perfection. Yes. And you had time uh, to rehearse. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, my God. How did that dance move go? Or just what? get, like, acquainted with the editor, like, with the stitches oh, and the perfect, yes, like, the sync music. ups. Yes. Like, you know, you had time to really explore the app and all its tools because, literally, we, we just had, I mean, all our schedules, there was no, like, f nine to five. We just... People were, you know, doing TikToks at four in the morning. <laughs> I was busy building a website trying to save my ass. So, and hustle. That's what I do at hustle. So then I feel like now people have had a lot of that, right? Yeah. So we're what? And also three years in? We're, we're, we're going back out to like, I know a lot of people are doing part-time um part-time work at like an office building and whatever office. People are about going back to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. In droves. Yes, yes. Right? And so now I feel like people are like, I, I'm, I'm done with that. But I, I've seen, but we're, I've seen, yeah. Oh, sorry, right? sorry, sorry, yeah. But we're exhausted still from the same pandemic that put us in a quarantine. Like we're still, oh, hell yes. we're still exhausted. And then so, so many things have happened since then. Whether so, do you okay? Hold on. So, do you think people are exhausted trying to make perfection, and now it's trending to be real and be like, "Fuck it, whatever." Like us, we're yeah. the one take queens because we don't have time for a take two. So, whatever recorded and whatever captured, that's it. We're posting it. Do you think people are that exhausted? And that's I don't, why it, it's real. I don't know if people are exhausted or if it's really like a time management thing. I think that. Um, oh well, there you go. It could be a little bit of both. It could be, but also it could be just a general shift. Like a lot of things got really kicked around and like turned upside down when we were all put into quarantine. Um, not only like with our health system, but just just so many other things within our country that we got a lot of work to do in just just decent basic human rights for everyone, kindness and respect for everybody, the violence, you name it. It's a very long list. It can be a very depressing list. And I think that we saw a lot of that come to a boil during the quarantine and still to this day and things are just still happening you know the things that happened recently in new york city at the subway station it's just it's it's intense and i feel like people right now are taking to these big social media platforms 
and, and, and really want just honest connection because I think, you know, as much as we love a good dance, as much as we love a good lip sync, because those are always needed to, you know, put a smile on our face or just to enjoy some really gorgeous there's art. There's not as much of it. But there's not as much because I think also too, we're, it, it's not enough. I, I wonder if it's less about time management and being like, it's not enough. Like I can easily bleed together all of the perfect dance choreographies. But if so, but if I stop scrolling because someone's like, today was a really rough day. And you know why? I think it was because of this. And I think, and I think people want more confessionals. Like when reality television oh, that's first really, came around, yes, like, yes. You know, I'm definitely of the era. They want more reality television without the fake reality. Without they like want, a, yeah. They want real real. Yes. Can you redo that? But you just did the real there. real. You the real real. Can you just can you can you can you reenact you falling off that bridge again? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I grew up on Real World and Road Rules. Road Rules was a little bit more of a game show, but the Real World was a, a great concept of a bunch of people coming living in a house together. And they had always these confessional interviews. Mm -hmm. and yes, I, mean, I remember that. Yeah, and they would, they even have it set up where there was a camera and like you walk into the room yeah. and very much like a confession, but instead of a priest, you had the camera. <laughs> I'm sure the Catholics were very happy about that. Um, but they were like, you know, so-and-so was like this today. And like, oh, so this is happening with my brother. And I talked to my mom today. And you just got this like kind of like, for lack of a better word, like word vomit from this person that you're following. Diary of the and mouth. I think that, and I feel like TikTok can, I think TikTok wants to like redirect itself to be like these little like box confessionals, whether you're doing it from your car, like you mentioned that, like people just sitting in their car being like, this just happened or someone, Mm -hmm. you know, having their coffee and going like, okay, so um, definitely my creamer is old because there's chunks in my coffee and that's how my, that's how my Monday's going. You know, stuff like that where she literally just picked up her <laughs> coffee cup and looked at it like that's, she's telling a true story. Well, did, I'm a theater kid. Videotape this, cause this I'm a theater kid. I will always play out whatever I'm saying and I'll always play out a story, but I think that's what it is. I think people are just like, it's not enough. I need to like, I need to feel like there's someone, again, with the isolation, with the shame or embarrassment or guilt or maybe just general, like, feeling like I'm failing. Like, wow. maybe that's a stronger connection of feeling like, well, I'm not the only one that didn't check the expiration on my creamer, you know? And it's not about the creamer. It's about being like, I'm not the only person that, for lack of a better word, fucked up. Well... Whatever the reason may be, I'm just happy it's happening. Because in order to truly help other people, sharing your true feelings is, and we do that very often here. If you haven't been in our shop, I mean, we have lengthy conversations with people we don't even know because they'll say something, they'll be like, girl. We just talked about that, or girl that just happened to me this morning. We relate. And, and there's a relatability, there's a connection, and then there's almost, and I think you might agree with me because we're side by side in seeing this. You see the weight of the person when they come in. And then when we're having this conversation, do you see their shoulders drop? I see a weight that's lifted, and I see almost like, Okay, so we sell dresses and we do free therapy. I don't know. <laughs> the, no, but I it, have it, seen that as well. Yeah, I see. I see like a like an exhale of whatever that exhale is. Their walk that, is even different. Yeah, and um, so I, I, you know, social media, dude. You could we could do fifty thousand episodes on our podcast about social media because it's so layered, and I'm gonna go. I'm going to go a couple layers even deeper and someone's going to think I'm a conspiracist, <laughs> but I'm not. But the deep layer maybe that social media wants to change it up. And so they're making it trendy to where if you're polished, they push you down and if you're authentic, they push you up. Whatever. There's yeah, always. What is, what is their agenda? What, there's What's a, the hidden agenda? Dude, there's an undercurrent to everything yes, yes. that you do not know about. Yes. And you think America you're America is a product. Dude, you're in Malibu at Zuma Beach and you're like in the waves. And dude, there's an undercurrent that's just 
fucking with you and you don't know yeah. it. <laughs> and you think you're having That's a great day media. at the beach. <laughs> but girl, you're not. So, I mean, I'm not. I what My point is that regardless of where it's coming from, uh, we're just happy that there's a change and there's a shift. And we're seeing other people talk about it that that social media wants to see more realism so our wish my wish i'll speak my truth my wish and my desire is that people will head in that direction of feeling okay to be vulnerable and to be truthful and that it blesses someone else and can it be that simple and then and then it can be it, it can be a, train. It's a chain reaction yes, yes the next person does it because i mean i think you and I try to do that. I mean, you and I, we're, you know, we're, again, we're not perfect and we're not by a long shot. Yeah. Well, and we're, you know, always dealing with our own personal struggles to, to be a, a good partner, to be a good friend, to be a, a, a good sibling, to, to, to check off all those boxes that make up our identity and more and it's like you know you feel like you're just you got a lot of like spinning balls and you're just one's gonna drop and then we just have to find a way and then again social media like it's this it's this little tiny window where you see somebody you know posts you know the perfect couple photo or like oh you know which they could just, possibly be true they're a beautiful yeah. couple and they're it's a beautiful photo yes, yes. and there's 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 that yes oh yeah i think we need to just have more of a balance i think you know it's just you know to yes i mean i'm yeah we're not as audrey put it we're not condoning like you not having to hold on to that sweet We're photo of you yes. and your loved one and, and feeling like, oh, I can't share that because am I being boastful? Am I, am I being, am I bragging about Dude, my Dude, and use stance? all the pretty filters you want. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want people to, I'm glad you said that because I don't want people to think that we're anti-being, you know, no, 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 no. polished. Because look, we all strive to be the better versions of ourselves on a daily basis. Yes. I strive to be a better person and I'll be like, Okay, so I know what my downfalls are, and I'll be like, God dang it, God dang So, like, lying in bed, I can have the best intentions. I'm lying in bed. It's early in the morning. I'm going to get up, and I got the best intentions. I'm going to be this kind of person today. I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And I put my feet on the floor. Not even 30 seconds go by, and I'm already making the first mistake. Because it's 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 humanality, if that's a word. Yeah. But I... I, I guess my, my point is that trying to uh, strive to be perfect or it, it, striving to be a, the best version of yourself and trying to be a better person and be perfect is good because it's good to have a goals. But I, it, it, it's all what I'm talking about is like the social media engine that's the, that's, that's the, it's, it's. You know what I mean? Yes. That thing. It's a beast. It's a beast. And it, I think also, too, what I meant by, like, the beauty apps and the filters and everything like that, for me, like, I get it. There's always an extremity to any tool that we're given. And, like, you know, a, a beauty app has its ability to make a dark picture lighter or, like, you want to create more blue tones or you want to be creative and do this. Um I more so, I'm like, I never want someone to use uh, the tools of filters or beauty apps or whatever you want to call them into an extremity where it becomes a mask. Your reality? Well, uh, or it becomes a mask. Like, I don't oh, want people to I hide. Like I don't want people to hide behind a mask. I don't want people to feel like they have to hide behind a Photoshop slimmer smaller waste of themselves i don't want someone to feel like or if they see it on somebody else that all of a sudden they need to starve themselves or they need to work out harder and they're just not being the best version of what our society is telling what women are like that's my thing is like i don't want someone to feel like they you know can't I just, be themselves like they I, have to hide kind of off subject yeah. and help me because I have a thought and if I get off subject pull me back mm -hmm. so I was listening to a podcast and, and it was the the story of uh, Janet Jackson's story mm -hmm. and Janet Jackson inherited 
a, a voluptuous body. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So when she was trying to make it as a singer, she was taking ballet classes, mm-hmm. and she's hippie. Yeah. And she's got some booty on yeah. her. Yeah. And she she was saying that in ballet class, the ballet teacher was really hard on her and was slapping her rear end all the time, saying, "Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in." And she says one day she looked around and was like. I'm the only black person here. All these women are tall and thin and lengthy, mm-hmm. and I'm short and curvy. My body is never going to be a ballerina body. But they were torturing her to contort her body into making the moves that a ballerina moves, and it was almost impossible for her to do so because of the balance of the way that God made her with her body. And so she was like, I, I, I can't do this. So then she went and started taking um, hip-hop classes. Yeah. And then that fit because that's who she is and that's her, you know, that – so pull me, rein me in. No, but, no. You know, well, do you understand what and, I'm saying? Well, and I'm listening to that and, like, that was, I'm guessing, what, uh, when Janet Jackson was born in the 70s, so that's probably in the 80s. Yes, because that's when Michael Jackson had just broken out and done the wall. And so she was trying to make it herself and be serious herself. So unfortunately, her journey, that struggle, I'm I'm guessing also has a lot to do with the time and the place. But don't you think that's relevant now where we are forcing our bodies to do something and be something because of the social media telling us that we need to look and act like that? Yes. And also, I think it's a product of the environment. I think if that ballet dancer thought a little bit outside of herself, could have created an environment where she could have nurtured and supported Janet through her need to want to learn this dance form and found a way around it and found a way to, so, and that's why I'm saying like, but that was in the eighties where everything was just like, this is the box. It's built like this. You can fit in it or you can't. And I think we're coming into a time right now where hopefully especially with Gen Z and what they come to be as they get older and a little bit of millennials, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're savvy and and with it and we can keep up with you guys. And we're going to hopefully push the change even further is to be like, how can we create environments where if you want to try, you can try and you can find a way to, to, to make it work for you versus I'm sure she really loved hip hop because also too the environment allowed her to feel like she could do it like she had probably the support and the people around her saying mm-hmm. like yeah you can yes. do it like you're gonna yeah. start and not well, know all the these encouragement moves. and the applause and I, and, yes. and the thing is and I'm not trying to blame the ballet teacher um, she, the ballet teacher was as much of a product of her time and her culture as anything else, but I'm looking at it through the lens of me now in 2022 and you telling that story, I, I think I'm like, I wish that the people around her in that ballet class, if she just had a little bit of support, because again, I just, I see so many people break barriers and break boxes all the time whether it's in beauty standards whether it's in athletic standards and people who have all different body types just being like you know what yeah it might be extra hard um maybe my body's not built for it but i have the discipline and the willpower and keyword the support support and encouragement to to do it to defy it to be like Fuck that. I'm, you know what? There wasn't a me before and me in this body. This identity is going to say, I'm going to be this. You know who I just thought of? Who's fucking doing that right now and killing it? Lizzo. Oh, yeah. I love Lizzo. Yes. That's, that right there is an individual who's got middle fingers, middle, middle finger. Oh, wow. Middle fingers. Middle fingers <laughs> up in the air. If you can see it, quote, quote, unquote. I in, got my finger. In the most, like. But in a uh, ladylike way. No, she's not. <laughs> not apologetic. She's, she's, she's not ladylike. She's not ladylike. Apolo- she's apologetic. She's not. No, she's. Yeah, she's not ladylike. She does not say sorry. No, Lizzo is an amazingly intelligent woman who often gets um, often gets assumed in being just loud and obnoxious and uneducated, but she's. She's not. She's loud, obnoxious, and. And super freaking smart. Yes. And has common sense. Yes. And wit about her. Yes. Yeah, because she's, she's just. Brains. Her, and there's so many other people who are like, I know you're used to seeing this, 
but that's cool and all, but now I'm here and I'm gonna continue to open a door for all these people behind me. What I love about Lizzo and um, for right now, she's a great example is that she's so generous. She's so generous with keeping that door open behind her to be like, bring in more. It doesn't have to just be me, but like, you know, and I love leaders who break down walls. Well, it's not inclusive. Yeah, well, I like a leader who doesn't need to be like, oh, this was me, I broke down the wall. Like, you can put my name on here, you can put a plaque that said, you know, I broke down this wall. No, true leaders break down the walls and then don't even ask for recognition. They're too busy already like 10 feet ahead to bring in more people behind them. They're the running nope. so fast. Well, and the, and and it's not they don't make it about themselves. No, so it's not about yeah. the attention or the pride or the um, validation. It's about let's get shit done. And I'm I'm and with how, I'm how many people? <laughs> well, and I feel like that's me here at the shop. I'm blazing a trail of I'm I'm creating a safe space. Yeah. And that's why during the pandemic I fought really hard to keep my doors open because I'm like this is a safe space where people can come in here and tell us anything and be anything. And it's more and, than just the and dresses. it's a service to all. A-L-L, all human beings on the planet can come here, feel beautiful, look beautiful, and and get unconditional love from you and I. Yes, yeah. So you and I are doing the same thing in our own our own little way here. We're in, unleashing in our own California, <laughs> 3414 West Magnolia Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, I, I hope that, that social media, I mean, it's always going to be the uh, engine that not only could, but can and won't even ask you if it can continue on. It, it will continue to morph in different ways. But I think uh, the people, we're the ones that are, at the end of the day, we're the ones that are putting out the content. We're the ones that are doing the engagement. Yeah, you got your bot accounts and whatnot, but I mean, just when the people that you follow the people the content that you put out i guess with just with great intention in the messiest way and messy you know i want messy to have a new connotation i want messy to be an an, an act of um an act of internal beauty How am I supposed to follow up with that? I've been listening to too much for Dave Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I've been been listening to We should tag her so she can uh, be be honored that we're speaking of her. But you know what? We're not the only person that's getting blessed by her. And God bless her for blessing us. Well, and all the other people she speaks to. Like, that's what I really, I'm thankful for that. Like, I'm getting so much great information from the people that she interviews, authors, scientists, psychologists. You you and I, you and I both are always uh, achieving and um, striving for um let me let me actually yes that but we are two individuals two women who are willing to have our doors wide open to receive new ideas new inspiration and to be motivated right we're not closed off because we don't ever assume that we know it all and that how dare you tell us something different we'll be like oh didn't consider that you know Mm -hmm. for for as far as um um, knowledge, knowledge or hey have you heard this podcast mm-hmm. I think you might like this I think it might bless you from a con- from a natural conversation that you're having with someone yeah. else so the speaking about Brene Brown she did the interview with Dolly Parton and dude it floored me so if you yeah, haven't listened to that one. episode it was a really good episode because Brene that, Brown's podcast is called Unlocking Us by the way don't stop listening to us to listen to her you can do both <laughs> Yeah, dude. There's, there's. I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time. Us yeah. two little girls here in Burbank. Don't be knocking us out. You can listen to us too. You know, we, we're good. We're good. But what I loved about Dolly and talking about being vulnerable and being honest, uh, I'm gonna drop some of my own truth bombs. So I'm a spiritual person. I consider myself a Christian. I do not. I, I have my own personal relationship with Jesus. I am not one that you come in, I'm going to give you tracts and witness to you and give you a Bible. You're not going to pull out your soapbox every single time. No, I witness my relationship that I have with God with being a good example and just trying to be a good human being every day. So 
but one of the things that um Dolly Parton kept saying over and over in the interview was she was not she did not hold back from speaking her truth about her faith and how much she loved God mm-hmm. and how she uh, has a, a deep relationship with her faith with God mm-hmm. and that her way that she has every decision she's made in her life and how she lives her life is based on her faith. Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing, but I got convicted listening to that mm-hmm. because I sometimes when I want to say something about, you know, God is good or something like that, mm-hmm. here, where we're at in Los Angeles, which is a melting pot of different cultures and so on and so forth, I don't ever want to offend anybody, so sometimes I don't say anything. And I feel like I hold back. Mm-hmm. And I was convicted on that because I loved the boldness that she had and the confidence in the re- with with no with no um, no no shame no no embarrassment or hesitation to be like I'm a Christian I love Jesus I you know I I live my life for God and He has a place in my heart and and so. I, I love that she said that, but uh, the more that she said that during that episode, mm-hmm. I felt convicted in my own way because I don't, I feel exactly the same way that she does about her faith, yeah. but I don't, I don't, I hold back, I don't speak it because I'm afraid of offending someone. Because everybody has their own faith, their own religion. You believe in whatever you want to believe in, whatever fills that hole and gap within your soul and however you fill it with whatever spiritual um, um, entity that you feel makes you whole. That's great because I feel like we were were all put on this earth to fill that with something, but of goodness. But I don't ever want to... Offend someone like, like an atheist or, or uh, uh, or uh, I mean, I don't, it's, I don't know. I'm even afraid to say it on this podcast. <laughs> it's okay. I think the thing is what happens, and I mean, you can you can never predict the future, but I think your fear to offend also needs to you need to get to a place where you're ready to have a hard conversation if you get a hard response back. And I've, I've had those conversations before. And so it's tricky because I know you feel like you're holding back a part of yourself, but then at the same time, you know, you always have to think about, and that's what's, that's what's really hard and really difficult about getting to a place where, you know, the phrase of being unapologetically you is that being unapologetically yourself also kind of entails being ready to metaphorically put on your boxing gloves. And and I don't mean that like you're about to, you know, take hits, no, no, but like you're going, into, you're, 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 you're going into a couple of rounds that if you're going to be open about that, you have to be open about whatever they bring to the conversation or if they shut it down and to not be you're worried about them being offended, but then the other way around. Like if they shut you down or if they give you a cold shoulder about well, something. Well, that I can handle. Yeah. I can, I, I can handle that. Yeah. That I'm, t- I'm tough as nails. Yeah. If someone came back and said something to me, I would not be offended. I would not take it personal. Yeah. I would not um, be wounded mm-hmm. by that. That, the, the, the comeback, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not afraid of that. And the, the only thing I can say to it is that I would hope if I were to say something, people would know that I'm a kind person and it comes from a place of love, not a place of preachiness or me trying to shove something down yeah. your throat. This is me. This is my life. And so I, I would not be offended if somebody said well you know i don't believe in god and i and i know how i would handle that in a respectful kind way without being defensive yeah i just don't i could because i want everybody to feel like they can come here and they can shop here and they can experience you know the 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 joy that we've created in this space 
Yeah. Anyways, not that you needed to answer that, no. but I just was like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, people, speak your truth, and then I'm not speaking my truth. So. Well, I and but I mean, you're you're still, I think, you're, you're still working through that journey, and I think um, faith in whatever way that people define it is also tied around a lot of um, upbringing possible trauma so what you're saying possible. is like when you go to the family dinner you don't talk about <laughs> politics and religion well be, yeah um, because <laughs> you don't yeah. talk about those things everybody has those are off the subject of anything else like there is just there's a lot of uh uh baggage tied to it you know and so i get yeah. it you don't yeah. ever want someone to be here shopping for a gift or a dress or like an accessory you say something that it's coming from your heart you offend someone because either it could be triggering of something else. It could make them feel uncomfortable. And I know yeah. you because I'm the same way. We always want people to feel comfortable within our shop. Like they want you, we want you guys to feel like you don't have to put on any sort of act. You don't have to even put on any sort of fancy clothes unless you want to. You can come in wearing whatever feels good to you and we will open our arms and open our our home to you regardless of like you know there's no dress code there's there's no I mean of course we all we need to come into a place that's shared with respect and kindness in our hearts does that always happen no do we find a way to still maybe pivot and change what comes in one mood and leaves out another Yes, possibly. And sometimes people come in with no kindness in their heart and they come out with none either. And that's their journey. And that that's something right. that doesn't happen as often. But I feel like those are the basic rules. And yeah, um, spirituality, religious beliefs and faith at the end of the day can make that tricky because I feel like our history as humans have made faith and that journey tricky and complicated because there's i mean the the blank canvas in which you can paint whatever it's not faith. black and white yeah it's not black and, and white. that's and that's why that's why it's tricky but you know you're you're trying to be honest and truthful here and you know and that's also what i love about you i love that you're 53 and still still wanting to learn still still trying to always work to be your best version of yourself you're still always learning and i think that that I'm trying to figure it out yeah and this life thing pretty hard <laughs> well and sometimes i think you know and i'm not there yet so you can correct me if i'm wrong um but i think you get to a certain age and you're like i got it i know it all I think at a certain age, you have packed experience, you have packed a lot of like types of people, places, or maybe if you haven't gone anywhere else, you probably have packed on experience in whether that's in one town or in the whole world. And I'm not talking, I'm not trying to dissuade the experience, but like the learning, the learning, the being open to still being a student. I think we're all students on behalf of each other and what it is to be human and like live this human life with all we're so flawed in like the best way i think because i'm an eternal optimist um that we have to no matter how old we get still be willing to you never learn. stop learning yeah you never stop learning the last breath you take before you leave this earth there's never a complete, I'm done. There's never an age where you're like, I'm 87 years old and I figured life out and I'm good, I'm good. You're not. It's always an evolution of growth and maturity. So I think that I agree with you that the process of the age is just acquiring more experiences from life. To help you keep so learning. So because I'm what is it 18 years older than you i've done more shit than you yeah. it's just truthful i've i've experienced more things yeah. than you have yeah. does that mean that i've got it figured out hell to the no it just means i've got different experiences and then 
you have differing experiences even though you're younger than me because you lived a different life and you were raised in a different type of family. Yeah. So nobody ever has it figured out. But listen. So bringing it back well, to social well, media. But listen, <laughs> listen, I mean, truly, in conclusion, at the end of the day, we can all figure out how to do a TikTok. We can all figure out how to do a dance in our own form. We can all figure out how to post a photo and don't think twice about it. And maybe don't add a hashtag. Just throw it out there all alone, naked and rebellious. <laughs> no, with no rules. No rules. Um, and, um, yeah. Wow, we were all over the place. <laughs> This is what happens when we turn on the mic and just say go, well, which is truly, this is, this is our Andrea. conversations well, all this the time. Is, <laughs> this is in the back room with Andre and Audrey. This yeah. is the realness. This is not scripted. This is like our TikToks. We're the one take queens. We One take, we're done. Well, this is how we talk in the back room. Well, it is how we, we talk just in the back room. On, we just turned on the mics. We just turned on the mics. But, you know, and, every, and hit record. Every so often. And then I'm going to be like, oh, what did you say that? For? Every so often we do have an outline, like probably I think we need uh, our music our music. let's see we have one more episode just as like strap on and let's go <laughs> um <laughs> sorry i'm just thinking that in another way this whole episode is just explicit um and then uh, and then episode 15 will be um part three of our, our, mix, our mixtape session mixtape which is uh we each share three songs tied to three memories or just stories about us kind of just creating slowly but surely a playlist of like uh you know the essence of uh andrea and audrey in 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 all our different chapters of our life thus far which by the way you can listen to the songs that we've posted so mm -hmm. far from previous episodes on spotify yeah, our uh, audrey k boutique spotify account it's called the mixtape session um and yeah there's there's some good jams there's some there. good jams and like it's gonna be all over the place if you put a shuffle play because also i didn't put it in a certain chronological order so you know what what's gonna play next it's, it's gonna be all over the place in the best way because you know why it's a beautiful messy playlist just like us it's messy yes it's good <laughs> andrea thank you once again thank you and thank you for listening i'm audrey and i'm andrea and this is in the back room with audrey k do 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 do